won't find much traction in that demographic that's growing among Muslims, which is going to become a very large demographic. You won't find much traction for the idea that men with penises are women, for example. So there's a lot to be hopeful about. A lot of this woke crap, am I allowed to swear on this? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the bullshit that has no traction in Muslim communities. Nor did the COVID mandates, by the way. Some of the biggest opponents of this whole mandate era it were- It doesn't in the Muslim community. That's right, yeah. Why not? Again, back to this point. When you're, when you're f tuned out of the bullshit, which is the data tracking, the, 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 the matrix illusion that we all live in, when you're just with people, None of this propaganda. You know, I just spent a whole mo month in a, in a mosque every single night because of Ramadan, uh, praying uh, not just the five daily prayers and not just the special Ramadan evening prayer, which is the Taraweeh prayer, but also the Tahajjud prayer, the night prayer. Every night, just leaving my phone at home, speaking to people. I can promise you out there in Muslim communities, the, the, the numbers you mentioned, whether it's in Pakistan, whether it's in Indonesia, there's because they are so tuned out of this propaganda. And that's the reason why, again, has years of ex history behind it, you know, not trusting Western propaganda and all that because of colonialism. There's a long history there, but because they're so tuned out in the real world where people are talking and mixing with each other. Define tuned out. Uh, not dependent for their perspective of, of uh, around life on the very narrow um, uh, sources of information that we have ended up with in uh, in our discourse, and COVID demonstrated that in, in the way in which our sources of information were so minutely controlled. These are communities that have, because uh, let's take Pakistan as an example with vaccinations, uh, as Vox reports, you can pull it up if you want, but the CIA in its hunt for bin Laden engaged in a fake hepatitis B vaccine program against children, using the cover of vaccines to try and take people's DNA against their will by deception uh, looking for bin Laden. That got revealed, which as I say, it's on a Vox, V-O-X. That got blown up. The CIA had to apologize for it. But when you've got a history of abuse like that, nobody trusts the messaging in the first place to say, take this shot or you're going to lose your job. Everyone has, their starting point is you're all a bunch of liars. So when you're tuned out in that way, what you've got left, you've got no money, it's a developing world. You've got no power. What you've got is relationships. <clears throat> and your relationships are the only thing that matter. As anyone with a Middle Eastern background will know the idea of, um, in Pakistan it's called safarish, but the idea of it's who you know. You have to know people, your family, your tribal members, even to get on in life. Because the system doesn't work. Mm -hmm. The system has never worked for a long time. So it's the relationships that matter. Now, in that context, you've got no time for the bullshit and the propaganda. So there's no traction for this. Uh, these woke culture wars. There's absolutely zero traction but, but for like, it, vaccine but, but, mandates. But, but, but it has to be because somebody at the top shuts it down. Yeah. Because if the person at the top doesn't shut it down, then there can there can be traction. Okay, you know it, it, there there's a part about. Uh, uh, so if you want to pull up these stats, I just send it to yeah. you with the whole percentage of um, uh, go a little lower, go a little lower, go a little lower, go keep going, keep going, keep going. Um, let me see if this is the link. Percentage of Muslims who support gay is this article that right. I found. Yeah, I was just gonna go. If you can go to that one, and it says by age. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you see. Okay, uh, I I didn't send you this link. I sent you a different link. I sent you the Pew Research link. Maybe I sent you the wrong link. Okay, let me send you this one. If you can pull this up, yeah. it says percentage of um, Muslims who strongly favor gay marriage. Mm. Okay, uh, eighteen to twenty nine. Yeah, forty nine percent. 
30 to 49, 38%. Where's that, in America? This is pure research. Yeah, but who's yeah. being, is it Muslims in America? So this is Muslims who strongly favor yeah. or favor gay marriage, yeah. okay? The percentage of Muslims who strongly favor or favor gay marriage who are ages, this is a table to per margins errors and question. It doesn't say if it's America. It's, yeah. um, let's just assume it's America. I imagine it would be. 50 yeah. To yeah. Six, Those numbers don't 50 make to sense 64, 50 to 64 yeah. age, 11%. 65 plus is 2%. Yeah. How different is this in Muslim nations? Very different. G give us an idea. It would be the opposite. You'd be you'd be seeing the exact opposite. Right there on the chart. If you see, I mean, okay, just a survey, just survey which countries are, are legally allow in Muslim majority countries where this is a uh, a legal where the definition of marriage has changed from being between a man and a woman in Muslim majority countries. I don't think there's any any really uh, traction for this idea. But I which think, which Muslim countries is gay marriage legal? I don't. I can't think of one. <laughs> what do you think about that? I, look, for me, this is a human. A human issue. I don't think we should have to change the definition of what marriage is to have sympathy for people that have same-sex attraction. I think that there's a there's a, a lot of crossing of lanes here, uh, which I think has been largely responsible for some of the mess we now find ourselves in, where 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 men are saying they're women. Uh, I think tradition is important. It needs to be respected and maintained. There's a reason in tradition marriage is between a man and a woman. Uh, civil unions and civil partnerships are something else. I'm not uh, into in any way persecuting minority identities. Uh, my interest is to make sure that tradition as well is preserved and not tinkered with because what we've seen of late with the woke culture wars and said we'd come to the trans thing and maybe we can go into it here now is the absurdity of this all becomes apparent when you start. There's Tradition is there for a reason and the wisdom that underpins a lot of our traditional perspectives in time you can begin seeing especially as you become older and become a parent and if you start playing with that um, wisdom as I say the absurdity becomes apparent now there is no uh, there is no reason other than a respect for tradition and and a recognition of reality which is what tradition is I believe and the wisdom that is underpinning tradition is based on um, there is no reason other than that to object to a lot of this madness. The, the reason I object to this madness is I say that this, we as human beings have existed here on this planet for so many thousands of years and along you come and think that you can, that you, you've suddenly found an answer to these questions and the answer is that I can identify however I want. I, I'm sorry, but I don't think that you have the accumulated wisdom of generations of human beings on this planet. Um, People that have had intersex identities, people that have, have had trans identities, people that have had same-sex attraction have always existed in these societies. And if you go to um, Pakistan as an example here, if you go to Lahore, and if you go to the Badshai Masjid, which is one of the big, most beautiful mosques in Lahore, around that Badshai Masjid was the traditional red light district of the Mughal emperors, uh, because a lot of the concubines and others would live around the court. And the... In Pakistan, there's a very old tradition of um, men that would come to weddings and dance and they would be dressed up as women. And in Urdu, the common parlance for this is kusre. Yeah? And uh, it's not, uh, you know, the, the idea of the trans identity in a traditional Muslim society is not, um, it's not alien. But what, what never happened was that you take that phenomenon, which was, they weren't, you know, of course there are challenges with uh, how they're treated and that needs to uh, improve in every case. But what never happened was you take that 
identity which has existed there for a long time. And now you want to start tinkering with tradition by changing uh, the norms and the customs and the legislation upon which those uh, that, that those norms and customs lead to by saying that I'm going to now change the definition of marriage. So they, they were there and they've always been there. But there's a reason that that tradition has led to this idea that marriage is, is between man and woman. I think, and I think that's how it should stay. That, it's also a slippery s- slope, right? Because uh, you said that's how I think it should stay, yeah. is what you're saying. Marriage, okay. marriage, yeah. Marriage yeah. between a man and a woman. Yeah. That's how it should stay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, 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 today you'll hear uh, guys coming out, and you know we talked about this with Tate. Andrew Tate says, look at Christians. You know, they're compromising their values and principles. He says, you know why I'm a Muslim? Because they don't compromise their values and principles. And he's, he's got a big audience, and his audience is who? 16 to 35 years old, yeah. okay, which is the audience that is typically afraid, angry, disappointed, heartbroken, moldable, shapeable, recruitable. His audience is the audience that is a shapeable audience, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the audience the U.S. government wants to have because – the sooner you get to them through educational system, whatever, maybe you have them for the rest of their life, and you already know how they're going to be voting for you, you got them for yeah. the most part, right? Yeah. Okay. What, what, why do you think uh, the, the Christian religion is caving in where they're sitting there and saying, well, you know what? It's okay. You know, yeah. let's just compliment. It's okay. And, and I know you don't have the answer to it. It's not like it's like I'll give you I'm answer. looking for definite, but I want an I'll answer give, of your I'll opinion. Give you, I'll yeah. give you an answer. Um, and, and by the way, do you think it is a mistake clergy's making? Do you think it is a mistake the Christian church is making? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so an answer is, uh, and, and before I give the an answer that I'm saying, I, to make it clear, I'm married to an American who was raised in Catholic school. My mother-in-law is a practicing Catholic who visits church every Sunday uh, and for all the uh, occasions such as Christmas and what have you. Um, and so I am familiar on a, in a family sense with um, Catholicism and my remarks are in no way meant in any way to disparage any faith tradition. Uh, but an answer to your question, I believe, is back. it, go, it comes back to the nature of uh, institutions, in this case, clergy. When you have... As I say, every institution becomes corrupted and it drifts to more and more power. We saw that in the church. So the paedophilia scandal isn't confined to Epstein. It existed in the church as well. Now, what was Epstein? So Whitney Webb's written a book, One Nation Under Blackmail. It's a two-volume book worth having a look at. Um, I interviewed her for my The Radical Show, um, which uh, basically we had a whole season and then um, <laughs> it was on Odyssey. And Odyssey's parent company was Library and the SEC, um, the Securities and Exchange Commission under Gary Gensler, enforced against Library while not enforcing against uh, FTX. And so Library had to shut down. And so uh, uh, Odyssey, the platform still exists, but Radical, the show, couldn't carry on. But we had Whitney Webb on that show, and and that's an example. One Nation Under Blackmail's her book. And it, it goes into how the entire Epstein operation was for the purposes of acquiring compromat on senior political leaders so that once you have that compromat or compromising material you can have them do your bidding at risk of you exposing what you know about them if they don't so take what we know about epstein and one of his um former handlers is it's all there in the press in fact in the british newspaper the sun you've got an interview with one of them saying i was epstein's mossad handler and the reason we were doing this was to try and force politicians with the compromise we had to do our bidding but that's how political blackmail works so to your question what happened in the church 
If you've got a whole bunch of shit on a whole bunch of priests doing a whole bunch of crap with kids, you can have them do your bidding. And you can hijack the institution from within. In the UK with the Church of England, um, I think the man's um, Welby, uh, the head of the Church of England in the UK has recently come out and said the same thing. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. This trans stuff, this gay stuff, it's all fine. So the question becomes, if you can corrupt the institution from the top and the guidance itself is saying this is all fine, or in the case of the Catholic Church, you've got priests who are uh, disabled from doing much against it because themselves are compromised, the institution itself becomes disabled. It is unable to respond. And again, the advantage of, an, of a li more libertarian approach to a direct relationship with the source or Allah, again, we've defined what we mean by the word Allah. This is not a, you know, a Muslim-only thing. Um, if you have a direct relationship with Allah or the source, uh, you can always outflank the attempt to hijack any given institution because your, uh, your faith tradition doesn't rely on that institution for guidance in the first place. That's, so, so, Majid, let me ask you a question. So what... Uh, I, I agree. The whole trends—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's getting crazy. They're growing by the day. It's getting to, to me. It's getting out of control. Why do you think such a small minority group is is getting like protected and probably you can't like if anybody talks negative against them, you're canceled. You're done. You're finished. How are they getting this much power? Yeah. Like, how is well? So this is deliberate. Uh, these culture wars are being stoked on purpose to avoid us having these conversations about one nation under blackmail, about globalism, about technocracy, about the the uh, attempts that are still undergoing right now to securitize the entire planet and and put us under this dragnet, uh, this technocratic uh, dragnet where we are all digital slaves. Uh, and that should be the most important topic right now. The World Health Organization is currently, as we speak, passing amendments to the international health regulations, amendments. Those amendments to the international health regulations stipulate that the head of the World Health Organization, Tudros, who I believe, by the way, uh, there is also some questionable footage of in various private uh, scenarios. Now, Tudros, who's the head of the World Health Organization, through these amendments, which will pass without a vote because all of us, our countries, are signatories to the World Health Organization, so the amendments to the international health regulations don't need a vote. Once those amendments pass, the World Health Organization can declare a global health emergency and impose all of their measures from a from on uh, uh, on top centrally, mm -hmm. and they won't need the government's uh, 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 cooperation to do so. So we've got. Efforts afoot right now as we speak to securitize our uh, health policy around the world and synchronize it all in one globalist technocratic uh, tyranny. And meanwhile, uh, we are fighting over what a woman is. And I think that that's being deliberately stoked so that we're looking over here and not looking up. Like I, diversion tactic. like Look left and right, don't yeah. look up. And I, I obviously you, you have to address it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because somebody going into a female changing room and you, or a prison, whereas a rapist who suddenly identifies as a woman and gets put into a female wing, you have to address it because it's a clear and immediate problem. Mm -hmm. But while you're addressing it, this is all going on up here. Wow. So I often say to people, 
Look up. We have to look up and understand what's going on. This is being deliberately funded. Back to the money point. These culture wars are being stoked and funded on purpose. The rise of this <coughs> Bud Light character. Yeah, Notice it happened after they met Biden. Yep. Right? It's all planned. So, so, let me uh, wrap. Can you pull up the Eric Swalwell moment? He, you know, on April 19th, I, the tweet I, I sent you, you should have it somewhere that was sent. That's on Twitter. It's a clip. Uh, it was sent to you earlier if you can find it. Uh, if you just go to your text, you should find it faster than this because so it, 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 before you do that, before you do that, it, I'll go through what we just saw recently with the United Nations back, the decriminalization of sex with minors. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that or I not. I did. I did. And, you know, a report titled The Eighth March Principles for a Human Rights-Based Approach to Criminal Law Prescribing Conduct Associated with Sex, Reproduction, Drug Use, HIV, Homelessness, and Poverty, which goes into talking about sexual conduct involving a person's below the domestically prescribed minimum wage of yeah. consent to sex may be consensual, in fact, if not in law. Mm. How in the hell does the Geneva-based International Commission of Jurists, who wrote this in March with an assist from UNA uh, uh, AIDS and the Office of United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights, how, how can this be common sense? Yeah, well, it's not, and they're normalizing it because most of the people who are in positions where they can bring this about are complicit. And that's what Epstein revealed to us. Ghislaine Maxwell is probably the only case you can think of of somebody being convicted for trafficking underage girls to nobody. <laughs> and that's what we're witnessing. And these are people, all of them, and it goes to the very top. In the UK, you can get this doc documentary on Netflix, which I don't believe an American audience can see. And it's on the UK Epstein. His name is Jimmy Savile. And Jimmy Savile is dead now, but he worked for the BBC, was an incredibly iconic and influential cultural figure in the UK for all of us uh, growing up. He had more cultural impact than Epstein. Epstein had never been heard of until the scandal. But Jimmy Savile was like a, you know, a, a household name and yet was a demonic paedophile who would go into the point, I say demonic on purpose, those hospitals you will all remember Diana, Princess Diana, the late great Princess Diana used to visit. Mm -hmm. Were the, the reason it's since been revealed that Diana used to visit those hospitals, those ones in particular, is because they were the ones Jimmy Savile at night would have unfettered access to to rape disabled children in their beds. And Diana in... I love this guy. In complete... In, Diana in complete, you know, she was desperate to try and do something about this. And eventually, obviously, the whole marriage fell apart. But Jimmy Savile, why I mentioned Diana in this context, is that the UK Netflix documentary... This character right here? That's him... He looks. Look he at the looks physiognomy. Like he would do something like that, right? And 100%. He, you know, it's. It only got revealed after he was dead, after he died naturally Jeez. of old age, because he was so powerful, he was untouchable. And how powerful he was is what this Netflix documentary goes into. And it's that he. There are letters from the current king Charles to him. They were best mates, and he had access to Buckingham Palace. He had access are there to pictures everything. of them together. There, there's more than pictures of them. There are letters. You'll find letters of King because it's all been published by Netflix. I don't know if in the U US you can get this documentary, but in the UK you can. Now I give this as one example because everyone in a position of power to be able to do something about this pedophilia stuff is complicit. That's what Epstein was about. That's what Jimmy Savile was about. We've got to have, first of all, a recognition of just how deep this rot is. And then we've got to realize. It's that deep that the solution can't just be hang people or execute people or throw them in jail for the rest of their lives. Because actually, look at some of the porn online and look at some of the content that people that consume porn are watching. And you realize this is a 
malady. It's a disease in our hearts in society. We've got to have a fundamental, we've got to really look at this thing anew. I don't watch porn full stop. I used to, I don't full stop. I've given it up for a long time now because I believe that all of us morally are complicit when we engage in that behavior. Obviously we're not criminally responsible like these people, but this stuff, it poisons the heart. Forget poisoning the mind, it poisons the heart. So uh, that's why this stuff is happening because they're all complicit and they want to normalize it so that justice doesn't come, but justice is going to come. How? The cat's out the bag. Now you look at Epstein, it's, it, there's only so far, take the COVID narrative as an example, there's only so long you can suffocate the truth. The cat's out the bag. You, can, you can't put that genie back in the bottle. And once it's out there, it becomes, it, it does, it's why sunlight is the best disinfectant because it does many things at once. One of them is that you think it now, if you're a priest in the Catholic church who was previously engaged in this kind of behavior, you're gonna think twice whether it's because you're worried about being exposed in a, uh, in a blackmail plot or me too'd, the way in which the cultural debate has moved since just three years ago on all this stuff um, has, 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 has meant that uh, there has to be a show of attempting to stop some of this. But that, that's why they're trying to normalize it because they fear that trials are coming. They fear that people are, which they are, are so angry that they want justice, which is a natural demand. And if we deny people justice, for example, where is the client list for Glenn Maxwell? Where is this client list? And I know, uh, you know, I think Trump um, and others have mentioned this, but the question that you can, if you can end up in a situation where, where the entire system has been dependent on paedophilia to survive, which is what Whitney Webb's book, One Nation Under Blackmail, uh, documents, and everything good we know in society only exists because the people at the top that brought it to us were engaged in evil of the most severe sense you can think of. There's only so long you can keep a lid on that. Eventually, even if it's just to calm people down and appropriate the, the cause, eventually a show will need to be made that this has been addressed. And right now, a show hasn't been made because you've got one person, a woman at that, none of the male clients, Gillian Maxwell has been convicted. Even Epstein wasn't convicted. He was disappeared, whether he killed himself or was killed or who knows. But the idea that there has been no justice, the only person convicted for this great historical scandal has been one female who facilitated it as opposed to any of the men that engaged in it. Yeah, even Prince, don't, the only, uh, not convicted, but Prince Andrew was just relieved of his he paid royal it. duties. He yeah. paid some money yeah. and that was it. Yeah. The only way that happens is if the people at the top are also involved to be like, hey, you better take care of me because I'm taking yeah. care of you. It, that's it's, my point. That's yeah. the only way that can happen. And by the way, this kind of leads me to, this happened uh, April 19. Can you play this clip real quick? This kind of goes this. back to what you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh, that you were recruiting officers. Uh, yeah. Watch this clip here. This is Eric Swalwell. Swalwell, which has been in the news for messing around with a, you know, dating a Chinese spy and all thank this thank stuff yeah, and yeah. all thank these thank other thank things that's going back and forth. And then watch what happens here. Our rhetoric and to denounce anti-Semitism and anti-police rhetoric in this country so that Jewish Americans and police officers can be safer. Congressman, I do. Thank you, and I yield back. Trash. Watch this. The gentleman yields, and now I recognize the gentlelady from Georgia, Miss Green. <laughs> that was quite entertaining from someone that had a sexual relationship with a Chinese spy, and everyone knows it. <laughs> I moved to take her words down. Damn. <laughs> Watch this. 
they they work on taking it down yeah. after Completely three or four minutes. Yeah, you know, I just, they didn't take it down. They kept it. I don't. This is very uncomfortable to watch for four minutes. Oh, I love it. But they kept it. Yeah. They, they kept didn't take it, to down. take it down. They kept they trying to take it down. down. Yeah, By the way, I'm not gonna play it. If you watch it, it's it's about two minutes. It goes on like this. It goes on like this. And then they finally said, "What would you like to have removed?" And they said everything she said says we can't do that. You yeah. got to be specific. We'd like you to remove the part uh, comments about spy says nope. We're going to keep that in there. It's staying. Yeah. Okay, it's a matter of record. Yeah, oh, exactly. Record. So and this that, happened yesterday, Pat. This happened 19. again yesterday. Oh, no. you know, yesterday again, they an- cursed another yeah. the, uh, another Republican male. I forgot his name. Said the same thing. He's like, you had a relationship with Fang Fang. He said her name, and they go, nope. Strike his words down again. Yeah. Yeah. So so. Th- th- I'm going to take a very weird uh, uh, turn here. It's, it's going to make it a little bit weird here. So Tucker Carlson, what happened recently? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, I've been talking to him. He's, uh, he said he feels weirdly great, by the way. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. And by the way, it's very obvious that he feels weirdly great. Yesterday he made a comment, uh, 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 put a video up. If you can, I, I don't want to play the clip. I just want to see how many views it got. It was at 5 million last night in like a yeah. couple hours. Yeah, yeah, I saw that clip. Yeah. Where, where is it at, Rob? If you can look up how many... Views that clip has. I just pulled it up. 15.6 million views in 14 hours. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You think he's got a bit of a reach. But here's a part. Here's a part. Rupert Murdoch, Fox, okay, uh, they're massive. You know, I don't know how many of the shows on TV are. There's 90 out of 100 to have the yeah. top spots. It's not even close. Out of 100 it, it's just they have all the slots, right? That, that they, they have the talent there. Okay. Is Fox bigger than Tucker? Yeah, Fox is bigger than Tucker. NBA is bigger than Michael. You know, MLB is bigger than Babe Ruth. And we can go on and on and on and talk about that. But there's only one Michael. There's only one Tucker. There's only one. This is not an easy person to find and replace, right? Absolutely. So how much of this, first of all, when you pay seven eighty seven, and you go to CNN's YouTube channel, out of 12 videos uploaded, eight of them or so are about... You know, Fox had to pay 787. Fox had to pay 787. 600,000 views, 800,000 views, 400,000 views. That's all they're celebrating. And by the way, they should be celebrating. Why, though? Because, and what do they all say? Record-breaking, never in the history of media has anybody paid $787 million. And they call us fake news. You are the real fake news and all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And they did Russia. Nobody did anything about it. You know, they did, you know, January 6th, nobody's fighting that. They did all this. There's nobody filing a lawsuit to get them to go to court and all this other stuff. They have not done that. So guess what? To the public who doesn't follow the news, what do they say? Yeah, you're right. They paid $800 million. So how much of this is, you know, pure speculation? No one's even, this is a conversation I had with another person yesterday. How much of this could be that the blackmailing could be going on behind closed doors, with Murdoch, whether he's trying to sell the company to somebody, unless if you fire this guy or something from the past that came up was one of his sons. How much of that you think could take a? Because this was a shocker. Tucker wasn't expecting this. This isn't like I mean, his last show is like, well, today's my last show. I'm going to do it. He signed off saying, I'll see you soon, right? Yeah, I'll see you, you next week. week. Yeah. Yeah. Next week, yeah. So, uh, I mean, look, Hunter Biden's laptop is, in a, is, is a, to your point, is an example of where Biden, the president, uh, would, one assumes, act conflicted to protect his son if blackmail was revealed about his son and there is incredibly compromising criminal 
uh, behavior of Hunter Biden on that laptop. It's documented. And if somebody, a, a, an intelligence agency, had that information and said to Biden, hey, we will release this about your son unless you do X, Y, and Z, of course, a father's going to, oh, my son, I'm going to have to look after my son. So to your point, of course, this is, we na now know this is how the world has been run. And it's just incredible that it's all come out at this moment. I think there's a reason it's come out um, at this moment, because we're in this period of transition. We're in, a, in really, the word historic is overused, but genuinely in a historic period where perhaps even fiat money comes to an end. Um, and the world is going to be reorganized. Um, Murdoch won't live for long now just because of his age, and nor will Soros. I think all of these uh, old dinosaurs uh, will pass on, and uh, that's what the struggle's about. We're in this kind of struggle right now. But their kids will take over. Well, that's the struggle. How and who, you know? And, and with Murdoch, again, likewise, you know, which son, who, how, all of this. Uh, and do they do the same thing? Do they do different things? And we're seeing the instability we see now everywhere is this. It's succession on crack, because... A generation is dying. Biden's octogenarian wants to run again. I don't know how long that guy's going to survive, but a generation, Madeleine Albright, we've already mentioned, has passed on. A generation that destroyed the world the way they did, and, and now we see that because the mirage has been lifted, um, they're moving on. And how those chips fall and how the world's going to be organized going forward um, is going to look very differently. The best we can get out of this situation is um, decentralization. So what I mean by that is... Um, if we if we recognize institutions become corrupted and and over time seek to centralize more and more power, which becomes more and more corrupting, uh, then the way forward should be, in my view, multilateralism, decentralization. Uh, what Tucker's doing with his own this thing uh, that you know that studio, I think that's his main mm -hmm. in, in main. I've been there with mm -hmm. him in that studio, and you know he's got his own outfit there. He's got a very fully functional studio. It's a converted barn. It's beautiful, by the way, if you see it. Rogan, what he's doing, what you're doing, decentral. What I'm trying to do, but I'm very very heavily shadow banned online, so my my voice no longer has the reach it used to. But uh, they consider me too dangerous, but that's fine. Um, but what what we're all trying to do, which is uh, decentralization of messaging so that the power isn't focused and concentrated at the top. I think that's a way forward. So this is probably a blessing in disguise that he's gone this way uh, because it means some people will watch him, some people will watch you, and you then have a genuine diversity of thought. The last tweet I put up before I came uh, on this show, just a, half an hour before coming on this show, is what I said was that, um, you can pull it up if you want, um, I said that... Um, the uh, struggle for ethnic diversity has largely intellectually been won. Um, you'll see there it is. The, uh, and it's an appropriated struggle, so I inserted the word appropriated there. But the appropriated struggle for ethnic... You see, I've lost my blue check because I refused to pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the appropriated struggle for ethnic diversity has already been intellectually won. The struggle for thought diversity and representation for critical thinkers is what it's really always been about and is nowhere near one. Uh, these two will now be deliberately conflated by power with a capital P in order to deceive. What I mean by that is that we, this whole BLM stuff is an example of it, right? It was a, the, the, the movement was money laundering from the beginning. Again, I called that out from day one. It was, um, for me, it was obvious what BLM was about. And I've fought skinheads on the streets with machetes. I'm no, I have no sympathy for racism. Uh, but BLM was a front, it was a, a sham. And the purpose is to weaponize 
and appropriate these struggles which were otherwise genuine, anti-racism, uh, rights for women, uh, but you appropriate them, corporatism appropriates them, as it's done with the trans agenda and the LGBT agenda, as it's done with racism, as it, in the case of terrorism, as was done to Islam, when a machine appropriates these, uh, these agendas to weaponize them, uh, you end up in a scenario where what they're really trying to do is catch up with the debate that's already shifted. So most people are anti-racist. The real, the real thing, what it's really always been about is intellectual diversity. Uh, I'm not really, I don't care if this conversation here had four uh, Middle Eastern Muslim men who all thought the same. That's not, for me, the checkbox exercise, if we were all sat here and all of us were Muslim, I mean, that's all, uh, it's all tokenism. What I'm really interested in is critical thinking and diversity of opinion. And that's what the decentralized media space will finally be able to bring about. Uh, narratives that have been critical of the COVID mandates, for example, that were so suffocated. Uh, if we decentralize, then we uh, allow for the infrastructure to exist that can, uh, that can actually always protect the dissenting opinion because it might be right. It's why Substack is so important. It's why most of my work is on my Substack page. So, so Majid, you, you yeah. said earlier about the reckoning, which I, I, I hope something like that would come about. But yeah. what do you say to somebody that, for instance, I think that there's zero accountability when it comes to those people on the top. From Bush with the illegal war, for all the people yeah. that, were, that were killed. From the COVID, what we've seen with you know, Fauci back forth, back forth the government line. From the Epstein thing. Do you genuinely think that we're going to come to a point that change will happen? Because like Tucker is one of these truth-talking accountability people. Do you think it have to be like a spiritual shift or like the people are going to actually have to come out and revolt and actually go in the streets? Because I don't feel like it. I feel like they have a, a grip, a death grip, yeah. and we can't do anything. How, the truth is in your face and you can't do anything. So uh, I, I believe there will be uh, some uh, relief for us all. We've had a very difficult uh, last three or four years. I, I, I think it's about to get harder. And, uh, you think it's about to get harder? Yeah, yeah. Great. The financial situation isn't very good. Um, and I think they want to bring in central bank digital currencies. And I think they want What's to... your concern with that? Uh, central bank digital currencies are essentially a tracking tool. So when we were discussing earlier about the fact that um, it's my data is valuable and wherever I check my wherever I um, tap my contactless card leaves a mark that I bought the bottle of water at that time. And you said tracking. Of course. So central bank digital currencies are tracking. That's what they are. So in, in a sense... I, you take paper money away um, because it's, we ended up printing so much of it, quantitative easing, uh, that it, it's become pretty much worthless. The dollar standard globally is no longer uh, being respected. Uh, China and Russia are trading oil uh, in rubles and no longer in dollars. Uh, again, it's unprecedented. Saudi Arabia considering the same thing. Uh, just four years ago, this would be considered impossible to do. So uh, paper money, and the reason it's happening is because the Federal Reserve has made a mess of, of, of money and the money system. So what they want to bring in instead is central bank digital currencies. And what you can do is if all of our currency is digital and it's run by the central bank, you can program it. And so you could say, right, imagine, you know, you've had a, this was a coffee. I spilled it on the way in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, my and your, your pants, yeah, like, yeah. They're white as well. Yeah. But um, 
you could say, right, Majid, you've had, this is my second coffee today because I'm jet lagged from the travel. Uh, you've had two coffees today. And so next time you try and buy a coffee, that's your quota met. And, and you can't, you won't physically be able to buy it. Now with coffee, that sounds petty, but we know that's what they want to do with red meat. We know that they've told us they want us to eat more bugs as opposed to red meat. So if you've got a central bank digital currency that is programmable, which we also know, there's an article in the Telegraph, um, Rob, which you may want to bring up, but um, it, it might be behind a paywall though, but uh, the, the Bank of England has told us that these central bank digital currencies will be programmable. Um, you might want to look up the word Bank of England, CBDC, or uh, digital currencies programmable, and, and the Telegraph article with the word Telegraph in there, and it should come up as well. Bank of it, there you go. In that article there, Programming, you see it? Bank of England tells ministers to intervene on digital currency programming. Wow. Digital cash could be programmed to ensure it is only spent on essentials or goods which an employer or government deems to be sensible. You right? can't like you, This is from 21, 2021. It'll, it'll it's block not, you from eating or doing something that they don't want that, that yeah. they deem wrong. Yeah. So so Jeez. in answer to your question, I do think so this is how it's gonna get harder, right? Tom Mutton, a director at the Bank of England, yeah. said during a conference on Monday that programming could become a key feature of any central bank digital currency in which the money would be programmed to be released only when something happened. Yeah, strict. Yeah. So, so you've had, you've had, I had a steak for dinner last night, right? You know, we, we in the UK, I, I recommend South Asian food, but if you want a steak, you have to come to America. Yeah. Right? So, so Brick I, Lane. I, so, yeah, yeah, who's been? You've been I've there? I've been to Brick, yeah. that's amazing. I mean, I'd probably give you some recommendations that are off the beaten path a bit more for proper good okay. desi food, but that's a topic yeah. we could conversation could have off food I've had in Brick Lane. But, um, I had but a have you had too much steak this week there, Majid? That's my that's point. That's it, you can't have another that's one. It. They can program it. You've, you've met your quota and this whole carbon bullshit, right? That eating this piece of steak is bad for the environment. So sorry, but you can literally can't purchase that anymore because the CBDC is programmed it recognized that yesterday Majid had mm -hmm. one so tonight maybe I want another steak can't buy one you know so that's how I think it's going to get worse but in answer to your question back to the I do think there's hope um, and and whether that's spiritual you mentioned spiritual look you know Breitbart said that um, that politics is downstream from culture right I agree with that statement politics is downstream from culture but I add another statement I add a I amend it and I say yes politics is downstream from culture but culture is downstream from spirituality our culture is determined by our spiritual, uh, um, I don't want to say perspective, presence. Our spiritual tranquility determines the kind of culture we bring about. And these woke wars and on the trans stuff, and that is a direct manifestation of everything being commodified and us viewing the world through this transactional lens that we spoke about earlier instead of through the relational lens. Um, the trees underground co coordinate with each other through this beautiful mycelial network of fungi and they they talk to each other you know that they've discovered that trees even recognize their children through this underground fungal wow. network and send nutrients to their offspring underground like a mother would uh, you know provide food for the child before themselves like a parent would right mm -hmm. trees do all of that and they communicate uh, underground we are all part of that huge organism yeah, in a sense, we're all connected like that. Uh, it, just because we don't see it, that doesn't mean it's not there. It, it's evidently clearly there. Uh, but when you divorce the human from that, and instead I view all of you as potential commodities to be exploited, the end result is some of these woke culture wars we see where everything, including children, have become commodified for profit. And porn is an example of an industry that does that too. So 
I think that spiritually, because you mentioned spirituality, when I say politics is downstream culture and culture is downstream from spirituality, we need a fundamental spiritual reform of ourselves and how we view life and our, our, our tranquility that we, uh, uh, that we are missing, I believe, spiritually. And I don't prescribe religion. I'm not into saying Islam is the only truth. I'm, I, I'm of the view that actually, um, if you truly understood Allah, the source, then you stop trying to convince people you're right. Instead, you try and heal from within. And you realize that everything, there's a word in Arabic called fitra, um, which means your natural disposition. And it comes without effort. You start seeing, of course, I don't want to exploit that child because that child is me. It's my child. And it just becomes a given. It's not even something you have to think about. But that comes only with this sakina or spiritual tranquility uh, within once you have that. And of course, Without that, because if you're, if we are viewing all of life through this kind of transactional lens where everything is to be exploited, um, in the end, even our own bodies become exploited for profit. And that's what transhumanism is about. And the whole idea of digitally modifying uh, the human body and, uh, and Elon Musk's brain implant. Uh, what's it called? Neuralink. Neuralink. So, so the sacred, the sense of, I was speaking to Jordan Peterson about this on his show, the, the sense of, of everything that has been sacred is being destroyed and commodified. And it's what I meant by we have to respect tradition. There are certain things are sacred for a reason. Childhood is sacred for a reason. And it shouldn't even have to be argued. It's 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 self-evident, but of course these days we have to explain why. But hmm. these uh, sacred things to do with life, I think that uh, we have to have a spiritual revival of, of understanding why, being, why the sacred is so important. Uh, and then uh, through this period of hardship I think we're coming towards, there will be, I believe, in the end, there will be some release um, because, again, they have to. They can't keep continuing that there is no justice in our democracies anymore. But right now, I bet all of us on this table, if we were asked, very few of us believe justice has been served, whether against Fauci, whether against any of Epstein's clients. Uh, none of what we've lived through and all of us have suffered and the economy in the state it is, and all of us, whether it's the invasions of these foreign countries and these neocon cabal that keep funding war, they are acting with impunity. We have not seen justice. What does that do to the buy-in to the system? And what does it do to people's lack of trust in authority figures? It's corrosive. Eventually, something will have to give. And I do think in the long run, we will see something give. I hope so. <clears throat> well, you know, I'm, I'm from your, inshallah, yeah. I'm from your uh, camp that I believe eventually something's going to happen. By the way, I want to hit up this Tucker Carlson three stories before we wrap up. But yeah. uh, breaking news, Jerry Springer just passed away. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, Jerry and I did a uh, sit down together six years ago, five years ago, seven years ago. We had a great conversation together. But he literally just passed away moments yeah, ago. Yeah, wow. I was just about to tell you that. Yeah, so yeah. that Rest just happened. Yeah, yeah, God. Uh, uh, wow. May he rest in peace. What's your biggest memory of your sit-down with Jerry Springer? <laughs> Jerry! It was, Jerry! It, it, the entire time was a fight. From the second oh, we I, sat down, we're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It was constant. What was this versus? What was the debate? What were you arguing? The debate was over, you know, uh, Trump, because I want to say the year it was, and... Obviously, he's not a Trump supporter. Yeah. And he, I said, how much taxes are you willing to pay? He says, yeah, I don't care about taxes. I said, yeah. Jerry, are you talking as the Jerry today that's the multimillionaire or the Jerry that was 25 years old coming up that he is trying to make his millions? Yeah. Yeah. And he says, no, I would pay 90% taxes. If that's the case, why did you move your show away from New York to Connecticut to get tax incentives yeah. in the city oh, that, that you did? Huh? So anyways, it's a, by the way, it's a very fun debate back and forth. Him and but Sam Cedar should have... Uh... 
I actually liked it. I, yeah, we, we were planning on doing a second one. Obviously, it's by the not way, he was a former mayor, I believe, Cincinnati. of Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, you, you, see how know you've, that. how you've um, how you've had sympathy for a dead person while disagreeing. That's how I think we should have. Oh, I had so such a. Yeah. We left laughing and and just great conversation. And it's like, hey, let's do another one. But it was a great, great conversation we had together. I want to wrap up this thing with Tucker Carlson because yeah. some new story came out. First of all, OAN. Uh, 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 rumor has it, and it's been revealed that he's been offered $25 million for a new job by OAN. Okay. Russian uh, uh, network, I think. Uh, uh, RT. RT. Russia wants Tucker. RT. No, RT. Are you serious? No, no, Russia literally. Today, Tucker yeah. Carlson receives a job offer from Russia That's State hilarious. TV That's after Fox firing. That's yeah. an independent news. Yeah. And then the other two, which are the interesting ones, Tucker Carlson, you know, where in one of the texts, about Dominion, when it was settled, uh, it was revealed the embar- em- em- embarrassing internal memos, including a text where Tucker Carlson said Sidney Powell is lying. So Sidney wasn't for the Dominion thing, and that text has been revealed, which is not a good look for Fox. It is a good look for Tucker for what position he took at that time. Yeah. But a couple different things here. Tucker privately called a senior Fox News exec the C-word and wanted the world to know about it as well. This is a Wall Street Journal story. He was not. Uh, he was unhappy that his use of c-word against a senior executive was uh, re- redacted from court file. Oh wow! He's like, put it in. <laughs> I Even right. though he had yeah. told Dominion lawyers he was deeply embarrassed, uh, those words had come to light. Carlson's popularity at the network had won significantly, and you know, anyway, so that's that part. And then next story is about how Rupert Murdoch freaked out. This is Huff Poe said Rupert's uh, report suggests that Tucker Carlson was fired over prayer talk. Yep. Freaked out Rupert Murdoch. Tucker Carlson was allegedly fired from Fox News over remarks he made during a speech Friday night at the Heritage Foundation's 50th anniversary gala in Maryland that were too extreme, even for Murdoch, according to Vanity Fair's Gabriel Sherman, who cited a source briefed look, on the decision-making process. Look, look what he said, Pat. Because think about it. We're talking about spirituality yeah. and God yeah. and Allah. He, uh, Tucker uh, called abortion child sacrifice. Uh, he said it's a, it's a war between good and evil. And he goes, people should take 10 minutes a, a day to talk about prayer. I, I saw that clip. And yeah. The child sacrifice thing. I want to give context to what he said there because yeah. he was very clear. To be fair to Tucker, he said... I understand if a woman's raped. I understand if a woman's health is at risk. I understand abortion in individual cases. He goes, that's different to saying abortion is a good thing to do full stop blanket. And he said, I've got every sympathy for these individual cases. I'm not arguing against those. So to be clear, what he, this word child sacrifice, he said, if you've got a policy that says it's a good in society, that's what he said is a policy of child sacrifice. Of course. Now, how that frustrates Rupert Murdoch to want to turn on that yeah. And, you know, say that's the reason. That's a little bit. Yeah. So then that that to me says more about the direction they want to take Fox News. 100%. Okay? And by the way, here's here's the crazy part. The moment a Chinese company uh, uh, owned Forbes, 95% of Forbes was owned by a Chinese-owned company. Everything about the brand Forbes had to build out decades on top of decades on top of decades disappear like this. Mm. It almost fell overnight, but it took a couple months. Today, when you look at Forbes, it's not my opinion. It's not the Forbes of what it was five years ago, ever since that transaction took place. A company like this, like look at what happened to Twitter the moment Elon Musk bought it. Twitter was playing a very important role for silencing a lot of people. The moment Musk bought it, now there's a little bit more freedom. Mm. The moment Spotify kept Rogan, that was a little bit more freedom. The momentum Rumble is creating, that's a little bit more freedom. This hurts conservatives 
with Rupert Murdoch doing what he just did to Tucker. But going back to what he's saying, the decentralized voices yeah. and the podcasts and shows will eventually prevail. Mm. But this is not a battle. This is going to be a real war, yeah. real, real war going on for a few more years. I don't think it's going to slow down. I agree soon. with you, Patrick. And, and just to, I want to, if I may, provide some scriptural backup for what you just said. Uh, um, this passage in the Quran is, is actually revealed in the context of, of um, Jesus, uh, Isa, السلام, who's a uh, very well-recognized, beloved prophet for Muslims as well. And um, the spirit of God, the word of God, all of these are used to describe Jesus in the Quran. But this passage, uh, they scheme in the context against Jesus. They scheme and Allah schemes and Allah is the best of schemers. Wow. Um, and so uh, you see all of these schemes, but ultimately I think that they will lose. I agree with you. I think decentralization will win out in the end. It's inevitable, but it comes after hardship. In the al-usri yusra. Uh, uh, with the hardship comes the ease, but the hardship will come first. The fact that they lost this guy. Yeah. yeah there's a difference when you lose somebody age-wise. Say you're 68 years old and you have a show. Okay, you sign up for 10 years, it's what, 78. Tucker's 54. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He can go for 15 more years if he wanted to. He can go for Easy. 10 more years Easy. solid if yeah. he wanted Easy. to. Yeah. And, and he, is, he is at the peak of his career right now. What yeah. he chooses to do next is yeah. going to be obviously on him. But by the way, the, the, the lady they talked about that he gave the C word, uh, 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 she was on Mediaite, Mediaite's uh, website as the number one power player in media. Suzanne okay. Scott. Suzanne right. Scott, which uh, I don't think he's alone there. A lot of mm-hmm. other people have felt that way as well, allegedly, based on. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Anyways. Yeah, if you, but you feel it, but not to go off pack, but you guys feel the, it's all the people that are speaking truth. And wanting to hold people accountable that are all getting fired or they're taken down. Yeah. And it's like that that's the fate that I'm having. So this is coordinated. In the UK, when Tucker, this happened to Tucker, in the UK, we've got one member of parliament called Andrew Bridgen. How long do I have? Are we out of time? Or can I get no, this? You quick? can go two minutes. Okay, yeah. so there's Andrew Bridgen in the UK. He's a member of parliament. He's just been kicked out of the Conservative Party, the ruling governing party in the UK, uh, because he's been the only champion of vaccine injured in parliament. The day after this happened to Tucker, they kicked him out of the uh, of the Conservative Party. Telegram just got banned in Brazil by Lula. Uh, so you're seeing that this is the, wow. the clampdown. Wow. The clampdown on these decentralized voices is is on. They're attempting to shut us all down. I mean, it happened to me during the COVID period, and. Um, uh, again, I had offers from other stations, but I, I knew that what I say, it can't really be on these platforms. Are you still with Getter or no? Um, no, I'm. So my my uh, radical media is on Substack, MajidNawaz.substack.com, okay, and I do a Rumble show every Tuesday with my brother Osman Raja. We have a he's my co-host. Um, we have a show on uh, called Warrior Creed on Rumble every Tuesday. Very cool. And uh, uh, Rob, if we can put the links to the Rumble show at the bottom, so that can be found as well as well as uh, his books. Link to both of them. Um, and the Substack, if you can, it'll be great. And the Substack. Yeah. It, brother, this has been amazing talking to you. Thank you, guys. I wish, you. literally, I wish we had two more hours. Me I can too. talk to you for four or five hours. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's, 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 I love know, it. To see what direction, learning, all this stuff, you know, different angles. But uh, I, I hope the audience enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. Appreciate you for coming out. Looking forward to doing it again. It's been a pleasure, guys. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Yeah.